706. It's Monday night. You know where we are. It's time for Ira on Sports 95.9 True Oldies Channel. Mike and Sean here as well. It's our NBA free agency spectacular as I don't think anybody saw as much action coming in the first, what, 48 hours of free agency. This, there's so much to get into tonight. Trades and signings are being uh, you know, conducted right now as we do the show. And we'll keep you updated on everything that we get as we roll on. Ira, first and foremost, we always start the show off with where you been. You got a nice tan, though, and don't seem like you've been flying a whole bunch. So what's been your deal? I was down in Miami. I was waiting for uh, some of the free agents to come down to sign for the heat. I mean, <laughs> Miami's just perfect. It's wonderful, great weather. Uh, nobody, nobody. They really have, when you have, don't have any money to sign any free agents, it tends not to be hard to sign free agents. Do you, I mean, we don't, we don't need to talk about this, but they might be in the worst cap situation of any team in the league right now, the heat. They are, they are in a very bad cap situation, but they are so helped by LeBron leaving because I think in the end that clears up the East. I mean, for everybody who's looking as LeBron as the person that was stopping anyone from winning, even yeah. now Boston right now is the heavy favorite. But if you look at from two, three, four and you're the heat and you're like, let's try to win this. I mean, at this point now there's so many bad teams and, yeah. the, and the other teams didn't improve the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knicks, these two, Orlando magic. These teams are terrible. The New York Knicks never improve. Um, oh. Being a Knicks fan, we're used to that. <laughs> it, it's one of those things though. You're right. I mean, right now as a five seed in the East, you have a chance to go to the finals. You're better off being in the middle. If you play, if you go to eight, you probably have to play Boston. Anywhere inside of there, you have a shot to win some games. I think as a Heat fan, you were looking at the Sixers. You're saying, what kind of moves are the Sixers going to make? Is LeBron going to possibly go to the Philadelphia 76ers? Or is Paul George going to go to the 76ers? Well, mm-hmm. they didn't get either of those two. The Sixers are left. And the Sixers lost Bellinelli and El Sova, two of their key performers from last year. The Sixers have got worse, not better. And if you're the Heat, you're like, you know what? We played bad last year, but we can get our act together. We can beat them. The only team that's... And I don't think they're afraid of Toronto no, at all. me neither. And And... and my favorite team is Milwaukee, but Milwaukee's totally unproven. Yeah. So if you're the Heat and you're saying, you know what, I, the, everyone laughed at Spolster and Riley saying we're going to have player development. That's what's going to make us better. Well, if these players come back and they play better, there's a lot of good players on the team, and Spolster is supposedly one of the greatest coaches in the NBA. They could figure it out, and they could win the East. The East is there for them to win if they could figure out a way to beat Boston. We're going to talk a little bit. You know, the one domino left to fall is Kawhi Leonard. And he may very well go to the seven. If I were him, I'd be looking to get out of the West right now. And obviously the Spurs don't want to trade him in the West. So that's something super enticing and exciting to keep our eyes on. We'll touch on that in just a minute. Ira on Sports, 95.9 True Oldies Channel. Unless you've been living under a rock for the past 24 hours, LeBron James. He's now a Los Angeles Laker. Did something I never thought he was going to do, and that's go to the West. Uh, with all the competition, I really didn't see that coming. And that's where a lot of our questions are going to come from tonight. Ira, I'll start with you right off the bat. The question everyone's wondering, is this a good fit with the current roster? They signed Rajon Rondo just like six minutes ago. (laughs) So we're adding pieces as we go. But do you think LeBron could compete in the West with what they have right now in L.A.? It's no, but they're adding so many pieces and every it's just a moving parts. And I think that LeBron is creating a team that he wants and with they're just signing different players. So don't look at the team right now. This is definitely going to look completely different on opening night from what you think it even looks at at this moment right now. Would you like to elaborate on that? I mean, you think some of these guys are just being brought in to maybe be shipped out or it's a lot of one year deals, too. It's a lot of one-year deals because they're building for next year. I mean, they're building. They want to get the right players in this year. These veterans. LeBron doesn't 
appear to want to play with young players. I mean, they signed Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson and Rajon Rondo have been known for two things, which is being in wars with LeBron. It's like if, if you wanted to have a fight and the two guys that you fought with in your time, you're going to put on your team. But it doesn't mean they're great players or great fits. I mean, this everyone thought that you surround LeBron with three-point shooters. You bring J.J. Reddick's in. You be, bring people in like Kevin Love, Chris Bosh, all the people who can shoot. Mike Miller, and, and when you think about Miami Heat, all the shooters, Mario Chalmers. But they're not really bringing shooters in. They're just bringing players in that it doesn't make it doesn't appear to make any sense what the Lakers are doing right now except bringing people in that LeBron's comfortable playing with that play very hard-nosed basketball I think that might be the key someone that LeBron's okay with playing with and someone that's going to show up and play for you every single night um Sean LeGreg is here with us as well LeBron good fit with the current roster you seem to like Rondo being added and how can he compete in the West well I just think that you know it's it, far too often LeBron's played with uh, a shoot first point guard uh, and Rondo at this point I think outside of Kyrie but Kyrie yet again is a scoring guard uh w- between Lonzo Ball and, and Rondo, and I think the Rondo move is kind of Ball's exit. He's going to be in any trade that goes out for Kawhi or whoever it may be. Um, I do. I mean, if, if we're talking about right now with the current roster, not what it is at opening day, you said the question is current roster. If you're looking at a guy like Ingram, Brandon Ingram, uh, the, the small forward, uh, can, can shoot from anywhere. Uh, Lonzo Ball, great point guard last year. I mean, I know his shooting woes, but... His vision, his basketball IQ, I mean, he had seven uh, rebounds and seven assists last year. Uh, Kuzma, who was the third best rookie um, out of all of them last year. Uh, and, and even think, you know, bringing in Lance Stevenson, who, in my opinion, is a bulldog. Uh, Rajon Rondo, great, you know, veteran point guard. JaVel McGee, addition by subtraction, taking him away from, from Golden State, who actually gave LeBron some headaches in a few games uh, during the finals. And a guy that you got you to gotta think about that's buried on the depth chart, hasn't played in two years, but makes a ton of money there. A guy like Lou Dang. I mean, LeBron always finds these older guys that have something to prove, and they kind of become his sidekick, a Richard Jefferson, a James Jones, or Jeff Green uh, uh, the, this past year. You know, that's a guy that I look at right now. He's still only 33 years old, hasn't played in two years. It should be healthy at this point. Um, I do. I, I think the depth that's there, I think they need another shooter. They did sell uh, uh, sign um, Caldrell Pope. Uh, their starting guard kept him for one year. So and can they compete? Yeah. Are they are passing Golden State Warriors? No. But I think they're kind of in line right now, especially because of the depth. They could be in second place compared to Houston. You know, Ira, Sean brought up something that I wasn't really thinking of, but I heard earlier, and you know this better than anybody, that Chris Bosh might want to go play in L.A. And not that he'd be the best piece to add. Who knows what he's got in the tank right now. Is that even possible with what his deal is with Miami? How would that work, and do you think that could happen? I... I... <laughs> I don't. I mean, we don't know his medical condition and how what, yeah. what he's able to prove. I mean, it, I, it's hard to believe someone could be out of basketball for three years and then come back and play. So I think he made that announcement that he's be interested to do it. He's a perfect, the Chris Bosh type player is the perfect player for LeBron. <laughs> That's why I'm thinking Kevin Love would be a perfect yeah, player. Yeah. This Someone who can stand outside and shoot the threes. That's what they need. LeBron needs space to drive. He can't have... The problem with the Rondos, the problem with the Lance Stevenses is that if you're guarding them, you don't have to guard them on the perimeter. You can... You can stay in the middle so when LeBron drives there's three people around him all the time LeBron is at best when he's dribbling the basketball and there's four guys all around him that can drain mm-hmm. threes that you can't leave if you put LeBron on Golden State they'd be unbeatable they would 82 games yeah well so then Ira you know that brings me to my next question what should the next moves be for LA there's still a lot of maybe not you know outside Kawhi Leonard there's some still very good named free agents out there if you're Magic Johnson what's your next moves 
I think there, it's a game of chicken, and I think it's a game of chicken with San Antonio. Certainly, Kawhi Leonard wants to come there. That's where he is interested in playing. I, every, I think Kawhi Leonard has gone from no one even heard of him to vastly overrated. And, I, and I'm going to say this. I know this is blasphemy, and I know Sean will kill me. But since 2011, he's played in 64, 58, 66, 64, 72, and 74 games, and then nine games this past year. He's had two years where he's played over 70 games. He really hasn't. He's had two years where he's averaged over 20 points a game, 21 to 25.5. Really, six rebounds, three and a half an assist, two steals and a block. He's considered this the second-best player in the league because he does play defense, and he's amazing. And he's had a year, but he hasn't had this long, like not long. How about give me four straight years of great performances? But that's the player they're targeting. He wants to come to the Lakers and the Spurs are now asking for a lot. Well, this was the game of chicken they played already because they, the, the Spurs said to the Lakers, if you want LeBron, you're going to need Quali Leonard. And the Lakers said, well, we just got LeBron. We didn't need him. <laughs> so now we don't, now your price has gone lower. And I think the Lakers are going to keep saying the price is going to go low. And eventually the Spurs, as Leonard says to the other teams, look, I don't want to play for Boston. I don't want to play for Philly. I'm not going to resign. So why should these teams give up any of their assets yeah. to bring him in? And they're like, I don't want to play for you. I want to play for the Lakers. No one will trade for him. And then the Spurs will be left with, well, we're going to get nothing for him. He's just going to leave. So this is a game of chicken between the Lakers and the Spurs. And between Ka- Kawhi Leonard, like you said, because he's he's dictating his own draft stock, saying, you guys want to give up all your assets for me? I walk. You know, I don't want to be here. If you saw the deals that... Uh, reportedly Boston's putting together for him, it's a joke. There's no Tatum. There's no Brown. You're getting Covington. You know what I mean? It, it, it's yeah. it, guys that you really don't want. Maybe you get a first-round pick in there, and I don't even think Danny Ainge wants to give up that. So this will be tough to, to you know, to dictate from the Spurs you know, standpoint because their hands are kind of tied here. Uh, Sean, what about you? Next moves if you're, uh, my, if you're Magic. Yeah, I, I think – I mean, you can't go out – Signing Caldwell Pope is is your answer at the two. You know, now you're looking at can we get a Boogie Cousins? Can we get a Kawhi Leonard? And Kawhi is the centerpiece. And 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 I'll just on Ira's points on when you get to the stats, when you watch Kawhi Leonard, uh, Kawhi Leonard play, I mean that's what shows up. I could go back to you know what Kevin Love looked like when he was with the Timber Timberwolves and had games where he had 20 points and 20 rebounds, and he's not some defensive stalwart. You know Kawhi changes the game in so many different ways where it, it doesn't always show up on a stat sheet, and you always see that with great players. It's the impact that he makes on a game. I mean he has the first team All NBAs on the on the on on his resume. I, I think you bring a Kawhi in, he's your Kevin Durant stop. That's what you need right now. You need somebody that's going to be able to guard that guy, and 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 that's it. Or Harden, yeah. Yeah, but but that's my point is is to get that lockdown defender. That okay, I don't need twenty something plus points from him. I can fill the bucket with LeBron and some of these other guys, uh, um, you know, that are there. But you need that guy that can match up against James Harden, so LeBron doesn't have to do it. You have to find the guy that can match up against KD, and right now, that's the only guy in the league that can really do it. So it's all in on Kawhi and I think the moves that you're starting to see it's like okay I can replace Lonzo with Rondo is the production that much of a fall off they're not scoring guards but they both can pass you know so so that's where they're at this is a two to three year window with LeBron that they have to go all in on so you know they're willing to give up those players and they've stockpiled some good youth, uh, young talent you know Ira I'm kind of in the what do you have in it? Well, I was just going to say the the trades that people, I mean, I've watched, I've listened wall to wall. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gone to bed with the NBA radio <laughs> on, up with NBA radio. I have gone wall to wall. 
I just don't think people are looking at some of the other, like, I mean, Kemba Walker's name is up. I mean, there are players, just because they're not free agents, that are tradable commodities or they could wait for next year. I mean, I know Jimmy Butler's working extension in Minnesota. I think he's going to stay there. But I do think Kevin Love, I mean, the Lakers have no, I mean, the Cavaliers have no need for him. He's a possibility. Uh, yeah, he I should be out regardless. Yeah. They, there's nothing for him. Yet. And and, and every, I don't know where Boogie Cousins gets his money. Like, the, yeah. only Atlanta mm-hmm. right now has money. Very few teams. That's why you're seeing the Lakers sign all these contracts. A lot of these teams, the salary cap is $100 million, $1 million. They can't go over that cap unless you're signing your own players. So it's really, only Atlanta has money, and Atlanta doesn't want to spend their money really on anybody. They're trying to get the first draft pick. So there's, even Clay Thompson's name's been thrown out. I don't think he'll leave Golden State. But I do look at Love, and I do look at Leonard, and I perhaps Butler too. You know, Ira, you bring up contracts, and one of the things that I never thought I'd see happen during this free agency period was LeBron signing a four-year deal. Granted, three with a player option. I thought this was going to be one-and-ones because that's kind of the way he dictates this league right now. So on LeBron's contract... You think this is a win for LeBron, the Lakers, both, neither? Who makes out in this, Ira? Well, in 11 years of, of in Cleveland, besides his first contract, he kept signing these one-on-ones with Cleveland. He didn't give Cleveland, his hometown team, the, I mean, that's what made it difficult. They didn't know how to plan because he didn't sign that. I think one of the reasons he signed is this is where he, I think he says this is going to be my final stop. This is what I'm going to play. Uh, he trusts Magic, wants the Lakers, and then he's trying to go all in and, and helps. he thinks he's going to help recruit other free agents to yeah. it. Something that he did not give Cleveland that advantage, that same thing. Thing. Yeah. Um, but also after two years he can actually re-up there's a ways the contract is written because the salary cap goes up from this year at 100 million mm-hmm. to maybe 109 and then it goes to 118 they, it's estimates but it's going to go up another 20% it could even go up more with the gambling money mm-hmm. internet money coming in and LeBron then has a chance to start making like 50 and 60 million dollars a year so that's one reason why you want to sign a contract like that but it's I think he just He's all in. He wants to make this work. Sean, what about you? Four years for LeBron. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming either, but I think it's, it's, he knows that this is his last shot, right, for titles. Uh, going there, signing a four-year, showing the commitment to other free agents that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not in it for the long haul because I don't have that much left at the level of LeBron, but I can give you two, three years of the best basketball that I can give you. I, and, I, and, and for the Lakers, I mean, if you're lucky enough to sign LeBron James, I don't care what it's worth. I mean, it's, it's a great deal. I think the biggest winners are all the teams in the East that just couldn't get over the hump of beating LeBron. I mean, this was the, probably the worst Cavs team that he – Outside of his first year when they got swept by the Spurs back, you know, early on in his career, this was the worst team that he brought there. So teams like the Raptors, that it was like they have to make a move. Now they don't have to make a move. The Boston, they don't have to make a move. Philly doesn't have to make a move. One of those three teams, I mean, this is going to be the first time in the East in, what, eight years we're not going to see a LeBron James-led team going there. So I, I think in terms of winners of all of this, you know, great match for Magic and great match for LeBron. Uh, but it has to be the teams in the East finally looking like he's gone. It's, our, it's, it's somebody else's turn now. Ira, you know, I'll ask you a weird question because I totally thought he was staying with Cleveland as of 72 hours ago. <laughs> I really did. Why do you think he chose L.A.? A lot of reasons. Yeah. A lot of things had to happen. First is Jeannie Buss fired his, his, her uh, brother. And brought Magic in a mm. year ago, and and that was a big change in terms of how they were planning. I mean, her brother gave Tim Mozgov and Luau Dang these ridiculous contracts. <laughs> then Magic's ability to shed some of the salary, getting Mozgov and D'Angelo Russell, trading them to the Nets, that was that freed up a lot of space. Um, I think that's in terms of getting opening up space, trading Jordan Clarkston, who was making twelve million dollars a year, to the Cavaliers. I mean, the Cavaliers almost you know helped the, the Lakers. We talked yeah. about this when that trade ha- that happened, but you know they helped the Lakers get 
this cap room. The Cavs never established the relationship with LeBron. Um, Dennis Gilbert, uh, Gilbert did not have, never had, you know, that he wrote the letter. I think when he came back, in, I think if there's a way that the Cavs could have given LeBron ownership of the team, said, look, you're going to stay here, <laughs> LeBron would have stayed. But they're not I allowed. Think so. they, couldn't, they couldn't do that. The Ky- they tried. The Ky- Last year, if they would have traded Kyrie for Paul George and that trade would have worked, Paul George has ended up staying at Oklahoma City. If they if Paul George would have stayed in Cleveland, that might have made a difference. It all just went wrong. Cavs could not come up to the plate and make it work. Everything didn't work. And then at the same time, the Lakers made the right moves. I also think there's a lot of business reasons. He's involved oh, yeah. in th- production companies. He's involved in all these different functions there. And as after spending so much time in Los Angeles over the past four years, the Lakers are different than the other NBA teams. They're in a big market, and they are the team. There's, mm. They haven't had football for 20-some years. And even when they do have football, the Lakers are still going to be bigger than them. And you can't say that about any other sport. Even in New York, where the Knicks are so great and powerful, the Giants and Jets and Yankees are still way above the Knicks. And I think that, and also he looks at the history of the Lakers. You have Chamberlain, Al Cinder, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Shaquille all came from other places, were stars there, ended up living in Los Angeles and becoming superstars. I mean, I walk around Los Angeles and I go to these gyms, I see Magic, see Byron Scott. They're legends. People yeah. love them forever. I don't think a football player would get that type of love. He sees what it is. He sees the business involved in there. He likes. It. He's building his dream house there. His wife is is supervising the construction of it. There are just a lot of reasons why he wanted to come to Los Angeles, and not a lot of reasons why he wanted to stay in Cleveland. Yeah. No, I, I totally get that point. Byron Scott's really still that big in L.A. You walk around L.A. and Byron Scott's a personality. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand it, but that's not something you, you wouldn't expect that in Miami. Kurt Rambis is anybody Kurt who played Rambis. on Lakers anybody who was a star on these Laker teams I mean there's only 12 players they are stars in that town and it's it, the Lakers are interesting that you have all this you see all the celebrities so you see celebrities on the celebrity run row and it's not just the first row the second and third and I go to so many NBA games and you see 10 times more celebrities at at uh, Laker games than you do even at Nick games even at Heat games any any other games but then it's also it does there's a fan base I mean the staples seats 20 some thousand people there's a people everywhere it, that team is popular in all aspects of the city crossing all racial lines um it's it's a it's it's the city's team you know ira the real loser in all this is the casual laker fan whose ticket prices just went from 80 bucks to get in the door to 800 now i I can't imagine what ticket prices are going to happen preseason tickets preseason tickets are up 400 percent over last year his his jersey his laker jersey is up 600 percent over the times that when he went back to the Cavs, 600% up. I mean, so it's going to be pandemonium there. It's going to be insane. Two years ago, or three years ago, LeBron made changes in how the teams traveled. It used to be that if a team came in, like from West Coast to East, they would play one game and they have to come back another because David Stern felt like you wanted to give a team, you know, what if someone was out of town? They yeah. couldn't see Michael Jordan. But LeBron said, wait, that's ridiculous. I'm in Los Angeles. Let me play the Lakers one day, what he's played with the Cavaliers, the Lakers one day, and the Clippers the next, or a day after that. Well, when the Clakers, even when Kobe was hurt, so that means they had nobody on their team. They mm. were absolutely terrible. The Clippers were really good. People thought the Clippers were going to beat the Warriors. They had Blake Griffin. They had DeAndre Jordan. They had Chris Paul. The tickets for the Clippers for that great team playing like the Warriors or for any team was one-third to one-fourth what the Laker ticket was. And the Lakers had nobody. Just because it's the Lakers. Just because the Lakers. Crazy how that is. 725, it's Ira on Sports, 95.9, True Oldies Channel. Mike and Sean here as well. Ira, you know, you kind of touched on it. Magic Johnson. What do you think his performance as a GM is now? Granted, he got the biggest free agent ever to come to his team. But all the other moves put together, Ira, how do you rank Magic's job so far? Well, I don't know. I think 
getting getting Kobe. I think the moves that Jerry West did when he brought Kobe and Shaq in. I mean, that was pretty amazing to to know Kobe was going to grade in eighteen years of him. That was genius move. I remember yeah. he was drafted eighth by the Charlotte Hornets and was able to trade. So I would say that would be amazing to be get someone as great as Kobe when he's eighteen years old to play for the, your whole career. But. I think Magic, look, he cleared the cap room. That's important. And that yeah. was very important. And he also was someone that LeBron trusted and bringing Polinko in, who was Kobe's agent, and they worked together. So that helped. I mean, he got, that's what was able to get done. But he didn't get a meeting with Paul George. I mean, Paul George, yeah. he didn't, couldn't convince Paul George to come to the Lakers. He wouldn't take a meeting. They wouldn't take a meeting with him. And then the other aspect is, is that the, uh, the ball pick is, looks terrible. I mean, right now, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum in the Eastern Conference Finals third looked pick, like right? he picked third, yeah. ball was second. Jason Tatum looked like an NBA first team all-star for the next 10 years. Yeah. Don, you know how much I like Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, to me, is an MVP. I think five years, this guy looks like better than, du- I mean, he's like Dwayne Wade. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar, drafted 13th. There were other players in that draft. Ball does not, is not at that level. And you're drafting number two. You don't just draft a nice player that could develop. You draft someone who's going to be an MVP candidate and Ball was not, no one's looking and saying Ball's an MVP candidate so that's a big miss I think if this team had Donovan Mitchell right now and you added LeBron to that I mean then you're beating the Warriors this year yeah, no, and, and I agree. I mean, but that's hindsight. And even Donovan Mitchell's come out and said, hey, I, I obviously outplayed expectations. You can't just even put it on Magic for that. I mean, 13 other teams missed out on Donovan Mitchell, and he was. I mean, he is what he is. He's a superstar already in this league. Humble guy, great guy, great future. But even the the, the ball to Tatum, I, I, that I understand, because. but those guys were supposed to be in the 1-2-3. So whether the Lakers were in the number two position, a lot of these NBA teams would have taken ball over Tatum because because of the star power that he brought, because the vision. I mean, still to this day, even though the shooting woes were there, his his pro comparison is Jason Kidd. He, that's what they say. He sees the game like Jason Kidd sees it. I mean, he is a visionary on the court. Can the shooting get better? One hundred percent. I mean, the the motion's awful, but I don't kill. I don't. So I don't kill Magic for for him taking Tatum over. I mean, because I think at that point they were interchangeable, even though they're two different guys. And yet again, you're taking Tatum. When you already have Brandon Ingram, so you have to also look at the roster. They didn't have a true point guard. They gave up Russell. I think him getting rid of Russell, getting rid of Jordan Clarkson, picking up a guy like Kyle Kuzma. I mean, Kuzma drafted 27th, was the third best rookie in the league last year. You got a guy like Josh Hart, who's a winner at Villanova, came out and balled out for you guys. Uh, uh, Mozgov, getting him off the books. If he would have been able to get Luel Dang off the books before this free agency started, I mean, Magic Johnson would have been. It would have been like the best GM job in a two-year span that pretty much anybody's ever done so I can't just look at Lonzo Ball in terms of okay they picked Tatum over that you know they, they didn't they, they picked Ball over Tatum but I think he's done a phenomenal job I mean look what he did he just brought LeBron James to LA you know, it's funny looking back, and I totally agree with you, Ira. I would have taken Jason Tatum over uh, uh, what's his but name. But fit Ball. for the team. What do you do with Ingram if you take it's Tatum? It's the NBA. This isn't the NFL. You take the best player. You'll find a spot for him. NFL, you've got needs at defensive end. You don't need a quarterback. Fine. Tatum and Brown played the same position for Boston. I mean, literally, they're the same player. Right? I'm taking the best player always. And I thought that Tatum would be a better player out of um, college than I did Ball. And it looked pretty much like that last year. There's something that doesn't look right to me, guys. The Lakers are now the number two. If you talk to Vegas, they're the favorite to win it all after Golden State. 
maybe Vegas knows more than we do, and they usually do. Maybe there's other players coming that they already know about. Ira, what do you think about them being number two to win it all? It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I mean, even Sean, who is totally on the Laker, you've, you've replaced me as the LeBron uh, whatever. But I, I think that I think that's the odds of the Laker money putting on. Also, I think when people yeah. bet, their odds saying – there's more to it. If you think there's, yes. that, you think that door door number three is going to be have all the, have all these other players. I think it's that's that's what the betting is. But I I would think that the betting odds would be, you'd have to almost. I don't know why Boston would be a strong number two because Boston looks like they're they Guaranteed. have a, yeah they're in the finals and now they have a chance in the finals. Plus they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals with a young Jalen Brown, a young Jason Tatum, a young Terry Rozier, and oh. What free agents did the quote they added? They added uh, Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. So yeah, they yeah, got that weren't two, there. They got yeah. two huge free agents supposedly to this team that was already now more mature with uh, with what maybe the best coach in the NBA. So I don't yeah. understand. And then they don't have to play Houston, Utah, Oklahoma City, Portland, New Orleans. They don't have to go through any of these teams. I, I totally agree with it, and that's one of the reasons I just think there has to be something Vegas knows beyond this because Vegas is very rarely wrong so for them to be number two something's up uh, before we get on to this and talk a little bit about LeBron's legacy in Cleveland I saw a weird tweet come out just minutes ago Ira Joel Embiid this guy's he's <laughs> likes to stir the pot he will um, you know tweet back and forth with porn stars and get in fights with them this is kind of his thing he tweeted out this will always be magic and Kobe's team what do you think about that <laughs> Well, I think it's all magic. It's always going to be. It's going to be whoever. First of all, whoever the Lakers star is at the moment, that's his team because he's playing for the Lakers. Now, in the history, no one's forgetting Magic. Kobe played, and Magic is still as revered as much as Kobe. Yeah. There's no rankings and these things. I, I, I think that the fact is, yes, there, LeBron won't play unless he can play like a dozen years, <laughs> play in his mid forties and win titles. Now, look, if LeBron goes and wins six titles in a row for the Lakers, then it might be his team. <laughs> so they beat the Warriors every year. And they're the greatest, and then he'll he'll pass Michael Jordan, and he'll have every statue in the. They'll take all the statues yeah. around the Lakers and put his statue just up. Just make one big LeBron. Sean, one. is this just Joel just talking? Yeah, of course. I mean, by now we should realize who I this think guy he's just is. Thrilled that he's out of the East. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and but I, I I think also too just where he's coming from is is what it means to be a guy that sticks it out with one franchise, you know, forever. And 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 we talked about it before. LA is, and especially the Lakers, they're a free agency town. You know, Ira went over the list of names, um, you know, of the guys that were in their prime went to the Lakers because that's what, you know, uh, they wanted to do. They wanted to be in Showtime. So I do think if you're a Laker fan, you do hold Magic and Kobe above those guys just because they did it. They were drafted there. They were there their whole entire career. They they legged it out, even for the bad years towards the end when they got older. Um, But, you know, it, it's not going to matter if, if LeBron brings championships. I mean, it was 10 minutes after it, after it came out. I mean, I saw videos of, of Laker fans in front of the Staples Center pouring baby powder in their hand and throwing it up in the air. I mean, so <laughs> so they, were, they were doing that within five minutes. So um, I, all I can say is L.A. is, is rocking right now. They're excited to have LeBron, and it's going to be fun. 7.33, Ira on Sports. Mike and Sean here as well. This is the True Oldies channel. Ira, you've been around to more sporting events than anybody I know. You've been to Cleveland dozens of times. You know the fan base. You know the city. What do you think LeBron's legacy is now? Uh, Do you think that he's going to still be revered, or is there some bad sentiment? Tell us about Cleveland. I think he's still going to be revered. As I said, I've been to a zillion sporting events, the loudest arena I've ever been to, ever. And that includes game seven, considering Game Six NBA Finals, Jordan's last shot game in Utah, which probably is equal, was when LeBron came back the first time. Ugh. I have never. I was there an hour before the game. This is no, an hour before the game. 
everyone is packed. I, even for the NBA Finals, 15 minutes before the game, the yeah. seats aren't packed. Everyone was there. They were booing him during warm-ups. They were booing the whole time. That first half was just deafening. Um, certainly, this is completely different. I think the fans are like, oh, everyone I know says, I'm sad, but I understand yeah. this and that. Uh, right now, they're saying one, one title is enough. But I'm a pirate fan, Pittsburgh Pirate fan, and we won our title in 1979. And I can't keep watching <laughs> Willie Stargell highlights, like yeah. Dave Parker, and seeing and, and hearing "We Are Family." Like, like I have to go to other pirate. I have to watch pirate games, and I think that I, this whole idea that he won one title and that's enough. I, you had the greatest basketball player of the generation right on your team. He played 11 years. He should have played. He's from that area. He had Akron, yeah. his ties there. Yeah. You drafted him. He didn't go to college. He played the whole time. You win one title. I think that is. The time goes on, there's going to be disappointment that they only won one, that one title, that there should have been more. Ira, I don't want to hear about your Pirates noise <laughs> because I'm a Knicks fan. 72-73. Well, I, uh, to, to bring a good point there, I mean, Ira, there, there's going to be disappointment, but I don't think it's going to be on the shoulders of LeBron. It's like, he only got us one. No, it's, the organization, I felt like, failed him. You know, that especially in these later years, and I mean, giving up Kyrie, and as bad as that was, well, they had I, mean, to on that, I, that I understand, but they didn't have to. That's the thing. It's like, let him walk. I mean, or, or, or trade him at the end of the year, or whatever it is. I just think that you're going to go back and you're going to look, and they didn't do enough to maximize LeBron's talents when he was there. And as a fan now, the fact that he went away, he did not have to come back. He didn't have to go back to Cleveland. Yeah. And for him to do that, go out, win it against the Golden State Warriors, which now is the new dynasty in, in sports, uh, is going to go down as one of the best and most successful teams in NBA. And for them to beat them in the fashion they did, coming back 3-1, the block to the shot, I mean, was just unbelievable. So, yes, he is a god in Cleveland to bring home that championship. Um, but will there always be the what-ifs? What if he never left? What if we got better players around him? What if Kyrie didn't get hurt in that first uh, uh a series against Golden State. What if Kyrie never got traded? What if they could have worked that out? So there's going to be a lot of what ifs, not a lot of, oh, you know, LeBron didn't do this or LeBron didn't do that. I think that's going to go more on the organization, but a lot of what ifs. So uh, I'll give you the one big what if that no one talks about is Carlos Boozer. Carlos <laughs> Boozer played, Carlos Boozer was their star and he, he tricked the Cavaliers. He said, he said to them, he goes, you let me out of my contract. I'll sign with you. Now you're not technically allowed to do things that he did back then you can't do today. And they did that. Are you saying there's tampering in the end? And then he went Side with Utah. Yeah, I mean, Utah. He, he just went. The, no, they uh, call it the. It's the Carlos Boozer rule. I mean, that's it's. So he went. The, they let him out, and then he goes inside the, the Utah. And LeBron was like, "What? You just left playing with me? I'm the yeah. greatest of all time." And that's so people say, "Is, is LeBron gonna be upset because Paul George inside him?" Well, Carlos Boozer rejected him, but I think if Boozer would have played him, I think if LeBron would have been able to recruit better players at in Cleveland, he would have never gone to Miami. He would have won maybe five, six yeah. championships there, and that was his inability. And I guess the teams. I agree with Sean. They're in ability to figure this out give him the better coach mike brown they yeah. had trouble coaching there oh he didn't God. have the right coaches and that's and we're getting back just one to guy Lakers. from turkey david blatt i mean like what are we talking <laughs> about but, but the mistake they made the the, the you know, that's where Luke Walton has got a lot of pressure with the Lakers. I yes. mean, this is a humongous, this is it, coaching LeBron, who's really not been coached. I mean, Jordan listened to Phil Jackson. Kobe listened to Phil Jackson. I even Shaquille O'Neal listened to Phil Jackson. Yeah. I, it's not, he's not at listening. At times, at times. He's not listening to Luke Walton. I mean, no. it's just LeBron is the coach of this team and that's in bringing Rondos and these other players. Luke Walton's a great coach and I think he's going to, I mean, he's a good coach and he could become a great one, but yeah. it's going to be hard. But I think that, yeah, I do feel that it's just, yeah, there's a lot of, if I'm a Cavs fan, if I was, I'm not, if I was 
like, I just feel like missed opportunities. One title is not enough. And yeah. certainly now you got bad, two bad years of, of bloated contracts that make no sense and you're going to be terrible. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's, it's interesting that, you know, all the points that you guys bring up, it, the, he was kind of failed. But what about the city, Ira? You're a very analytical person. What do you think is going to be the effect on Cleveland as a city without LeBron James? Well, the downtown, as I said before, is amazing. How they have added all these restaurants and all these bars. And when you go right in the stadium, the first thing that you see is that big Nike witness sign on the Sherman Williams building. Mm. It is as big as like a 20-story building of a sign of witness with LeBron. They're taking that down. And they took it down before. They're taking it down again. And it's almost like they're tearing down what it has. But there won't be that activity for 40 not just 41 games for all the playoff games for 55, 60 nights out of year. The money that he generated for that city is unbelievable. And that's why I'm putting pressure on one person in Cleveland, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Baker, right. I mean, as big as the Cavaliers are, the Browns that's are right, even yeah. in that town. And if Baker Mayfield can deliver a Super Bowl, oh they will, God. and he delivers another one. What if Baker Mayfield won two, three Super Bowls with the Cleveland Browns? They would say LeBron who? Because there's a lot of, Le- Baker Mayfield says he can do it. There's a lot of pressure on him. He's a big mouth and he's really good. And they, if he can do it. He's th- perfect for Cleveland. He, and, he, and he's not going to leave. <laughs> he he's not taking his talents uh, to South Beach. He's staying in Cleveland. Yeah. He's embracing the challenge. I love the fact that he's embracing this. Even yeah. better than Manziel. Manziel was sort of like, but Baker Mayfield is like bring it on this is me and he could fail at it but boy there's got to be hope i think when i talk to cleveland fans that they're saying the same things they're like can baker do this it's an interesting point because the dog pound does run cleveland oh my you can God. all be cavaliers fans it lives and dies by the dog pound and i pick cleveland as a seven and nine win team this year coming off zero yeah. just with it with what they've added so we'll talk about that coming up on iron sports by the way that's what you're listening to 739 95 9 the true oldies channel um so talking about other free agency moves, a lot happened quick, as you said, Ira. Paul George signs with OKC. Sean, what's that deal? Four-year, $137 million. Sean, is this a – I mean, uh, Ira, is this a good deal? And do you think Westbrook and him are enough of a team to build around? They had to do it. They weren't going to get the other free agents. I, people were shocked that he signed at a party that me Westbrook too. threw. And Durant leaves. I mean, Westbrook suddenly says, look, these free agents like to be with me. And he signed. I, I got to give credit to, to Westbrook in terms of recruiting George. And, and, but this is a team. Remember, they lost to the Utah Jazz. They lost in the first round. So they played well. I like them. I picked in my fantasy playoff draft. I picked their I picked I picked all the all the the, the uh, Thunder players. They I score love, I love Westbrook. I think he's tremendous. But yeah. I, they had to do it. It's a move they had to do. They're gonna have a three hundred million dollar payroll. I mean, it, they're gonna have the largest payroll. Carmelo Anthony's costing hundred and twenty million with luxury exactly. taxes. But people have to understand is that what what's happened in basketball is you have a payroll the tax the uh, cap is 100 million and then the pay the tax line is 123 so you can go over the cap to sign your free agent but once you go over the tax line then you have to start paying taxes and if you're a repeater it's like one to one but if it's your second year it's two to one and three to one so if you're one dollar above it then you pay three dollars in tax well if you're a hundred dollars above it 100 million <laughs> you're paying 300 million in tax so i mean it's it's a it's an they're not at a total repeater level yet but um they, it's it's a move they had to make i'm sure I think everyone was shocked. I mean, 
Paul George was in Indiana said, I want out. I want to go to the Lakers. I want to go to the Lakers. Everyone they, thought that. And they sort of said, well, we're going to send you halfway there. Oklahoma City. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't Dorothy and Wizard of Oz. She yeah. liked it there. You're going to go to Kansas, whatever. Oklahoma, not Kansas. But close enough. Close, close enough. Yeah, right, yeah. And then he ended up staying there. But, I, you know, people, I haven't been. It's one of the places I haven't gone to a game. And everyone says it's very much like Houston, very much a college town. That's a feel for this. I heard they're great fans. And oh, they are great and fans. They, and George was sold on it. And Westbrook did a great job. And they all credit to them and and doing it. I, I feel bad. I mean, Oklahoma City, as we talked about when Harder won the MVP award, the fact that in June 2012, Heat beat OKC and Durant, Westbrook, Harden, Ibaka, all 24 and under, they would have kept that team together. Imagine. Totally Think how much money they're spending now. They they were up against the salary cap line. They could have waived Kendrick Perkins. They could have signed all four of those. This is a team that could have won three, four titles. Not Golden State. Not the Heat. This could be the team that would have stopped LeBron and drafted all of them. Yeah, and it just goes to show what's the GM's name? Um, Sam Preston. Yeah, I mean, just goes to show his acumen for picking talent. Not that listen, I would have taken Durant over Odin, but so that was an easy one. But getting Harden later, finding Westbrook. This guy's done an amazing job, and now he gets Paul George, Sean. what do you think? It's four years, right? I mean, is is this a team you can build around? Yeah, I, I mean, I I think so. I think you know they. It, it took them a little while to figure it out. One of the biggest things too, they got hot for a little bit, and it seemed like they were clicking when they lost Andre Roberson, who is their shutdown lockdown defender. That kind of changed this team, and a lot more of that pressure went to Paul George. Was like, hey, we need that two way from you again. Mm-hmm. So you know, Carmelo wasn't scoring, so Paul George had to kind of chip in and drop twenty to thirty every single night. Oh, and then on top of it, go guard the best player. When Andre Roberson is on the court for them, he's the guy that does that. So I think as a team. If Robertson could come back and play well, yet again, does, does does him staying there put them in the likes of Golden State and Houston and, you know, even in my opinion, L.A.? I think L.A. is a better team than this. But I will say in terms of Westbrook, him staying here, I think that goes to show you what uh, guys around the league think of Russell Wilson. I, I think so too. He, in my opinion, he's like every every your favorite player's favorite player. He's like enigmatic. He, he must just, be. He is a he million miles every an night. hour. Yeah. F- you know, on offense, on defense, he's just a spectacle to watch. And I think by him going there, George going there, and kind of playing with him, like this guy wants it more than anybody else, and I want to be around that. You, you know, Paul George was shocking to me staying there. Chris Paul, not so shocking that he's staying in Houston, but maybe his deal is, Sean, what's that deal for Chris Paul? Chris Paul is four years, $160 million. Ira, what do you think about this one? They had again. They, yeah. they had to do it. Yeah. They had to sign. <laughs> yeah. He wanted he wanted five years. He wanted five five years. He's thirty three, right? Thirty eight. They're gonna pay him forty five million when he's thirty eight. I mean, yeah. they wanted five. Yeah. They were lucky to get him at four. I mean, they were like, well, that's what they settled on. But I think I think the Rockets losing Ariza that's a bad loss. Yeah, I mean, yeah it really is. Trevor Ariza has played there four. He's years. a glue guy. Yeah, more than even more than a glue guy. He was a he gave them the defensive identity they needed. He played it almost for three years in yeah. a row. He played eighty or eighty two games, which is really important. On that team. Plus, he could run up and gun play 35. So he's a great defender and a very good three point shooter. And he signed for 15 million with Phoenix. Yeah. I thought that was a weird move. He's in that State Farm commercials. You know where they played uh, the Backstreet Boys song. When yeah, they yeah, yeah. he's in the car. <laughs> he's in the commercial. Now they can't have that commercial anymore. Yeah. That was a good I, one. I, I think what that comes down to, and I, I don't know the numbers. I'm not a salary cap expert, but they're they're going to pay Capella, and and it looks like he wants to stay. So I think that was a move that they couldn't sign. Ariza for the fifteen million or what or close to what he wanted because they're gonna they're gonna try to throw as you know close to max money at Capella which I think he was an integral part of, of that team and in one more year I mean they were they were one game away from going to the finals and Chris Paul got hurt for two of them so 
they were definitely close. Was Trevor Ariza drafted by the Knicks, or did he just play? Yes. He, yeah, he was oh, drafted. So yeah. the Knicks, yeah, yeah. they can draft guys. They never can't And, and about Ariza, when you go 0 for 12 in, in Game 7 in the Western Conference, and then uh, you know they decide not to sign you, I think that's, that's your This is really interesting about He's He just got – he's 33 years old and got paid $15 million a year. If I said a player played for the Knicks, the Magic, the Lakers, the Rockets, New Orleans, Washington, the Rockets again. <laughs> he's bounced – he's been on all these teams, yep. and he's still getting paid at 33. I mean, just it's amazing that he can still bear that money. It's like you said, though. He's a player that teams, especially good teams, want a guy like that around. Athletic Whether it's coming wing, off yep. the bench or just being the fifth option as your yeah. starter, not a bad guy to have around. 745 Ira on Sports, 95.9, True Oldies Channel. Mike and Sean, we got this covered for you as well. DeAndre Jordan, and this is, if there's never been a case of tampering, I mean, this guy signed six minutes into free agency. It was reported three days before free agency opened. Sean, what's the deal for DeAndre? It's one year's $24 million, so he finally goes there. No Clippers players were trying to lock him in his house uh, this time around, so <laughs> one year, $24 million for DeAndre. Ira, what do you think? I mean, he's a great player. I just think it was so funny that four years ago when they had the players that went to his house. Remember, he announced he was signing for Dallas, but there was yeah. a 10-day t- period <laughs> where then he didn't yeah. sign. So yeah. they actually held him hostage. and wouldn't so let, couldn't sign. And wouldn't let Mark Cuban. I mean, the NBA should have put that on television. Yeah. Mark Cuban's <laughs> driving around trying to find DeAndre Jordan, but he was at a different house. He was at yes. the real house. They bought him a new house. And then, awesome. But the players that were holding him hostage, Blake Griffin, he's in Detroit, J.J. Redick, who's in uh, Philadelphia, Paul Pierce is retired, and Chris Paul is in Houston. So all the hostage takers are all – there was no one left for him to take them hostage. That should have been a Facebook Live thing. Where is DeAndre? But yeah. you know, the Mavericks have made so many nice moves, and I, I, I just – I don't get it in terms of I get it because they have to try to make these moves. But if when you look at the West and we're going to talk about that, maybe the last question is, wow, they're making all these moves and they, they, they could be the second best team in the East and they might not make the playoffs in the yeah. West. It's crazy how that goes. What did you want to talk about then before we move on to Kawhi? Because I have to get into this. What did you mean about the West? The, the, the West is the, well, the, the point is that the West has that if you look at the Warriors, the Rockets, OKC, Lakers, Jazz, Portland, Minnesota, Pelicans, Denver signed Jokic, who's this great young center. All the stars, 15 of the, if you look at the top 15 players in the NBA, 13 of them are in the West. Yeah. Who's it, Wall and uh, Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie? Kyrie and Otapenko. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not putting Wall as one of them because I think no. the other, I mean, Damon Lillard and look at all these other guards that mm-hmm. are in. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Like the all star game between is the East and West. The, the, the East is going to be like the JV team. I mean, compared to the West. And <laughs> I said to Mike, they can't even go with the format of the conferences. They're going to have to do what they did this year and do the draft because it's already been getting to. bad for the for for you know the West versus the East. So there's just no way. I mean, I saw one stat. If you go back and you look at the past four years, the first team all NBA guys, every single one of them is in the West now. There's not Crazy, one first team all NBA player. And even left the young, in the even East. the good young teams, some like the Suns. The Suns made all these great moves. Yeah. They drafted well. They had not all these chance. young players, <laughs> and they have no chance. The Grizzlies have Conley and Gasol, two supposedly all-stars. They have no chance. They're going to be in the next to last. The Clippers and Kings, and the Clippers might lose every game. I mean, the West. <laughs> so it's it's just, it's, it's I just, the problem is everyone keeps saying that they want to reseed, but the way they go, the 2-2-1-1 format, you can't have, say Miami's in the playoffs and they're seeded against Portland. Well, Miami and Portland would have to play three games cross to, coast yeah, to coast, I and think, I do that trip, and oh, that's hard. I mean, when you fly God. from one side to the other, well, what if the Knicks were playing, let's put the Knicks in the playoffs, the Knicks are playing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank appreciate you, I that. Appreciate that. Hey. How, about, how about this? The Knicks playing the Nets. So the Knicks play the Nets where you just take a subway ride between yeah. them. They're playing, whereas the other series, they're flying across the country. It's just not fair to them because the next series, they'd have to face each other. And also, how are you going to do the regular season games when you're playing the regular season games? And we, we uh, mentioned also on television, 
this is going to be weird next year because you're going to all the glamour teams are in the West. The Warriors, they're still the glamour team. The Lakers, the glamour team. OKC, glamour team. The Rockets, they're a glamour team. Even the Jazz in Minnesota are glamour teams. Besides Philadelphia and Boston, I mean, do people want to see the magic? I mean, there's really... Yes, Nets magic will be watching. Yeah, the Heat. I mean, but they, the NTNT has to have an early game. So they're going to have to do the formats where it has to be one of those Western teams playing somebody. But the problem is they play more Western. It's the, it's unbalanced schedule. You're playing three to four teams in your division, in your league. So it's going to be very hard. People have to stay up late to watch these games. If you want to see the Lakers, LeBron doesn't play at 8 o'clock every night. He's going to play at 1030. Are you implying you think ratings will be down? I don't think ratings will be down. I think the person who has to make the schedule is going to have a really hard job <laughs> yeah. because they're going to have to figure out how to do this because people don't want to stay up that late yeah. to watch all these games and all these premier teams are in the West. Let's try to get through this quick, guys. We, we played LeBron landing spots last week and why it could work out, why it couldn't. Um, with Kawhi Leonard, things are different. He's not a free agent. Uh, things are going to have to be done. Ira, Lakers as a landing spot. Is this even possible? I think it's possible. I think they're going to eventually, and I think this could go down to the trade deadline. I think he might just sit out this year and sit out saying, I'm injured. I can't play. And I said a game of chicken. I just don't see, and I honestly, I, we're going to, I don't, I think he would fit in these other places. I don't think from wherever we hear, he wants to go anywhere else. And yeah. I just don't think another team is going to want to trade for him to convince him, oh, please, we're going to show you how great our town is. I did with, with Paul George, with mm. uh, OKC did to Paul George. Sean, uh, Lakers, you, you see this as a landing spot? Yeah, I, I think that is the landing spot whether it gets done now or like ira said uh, at the trade deadline or if he just sits out the whole year you know he only played nine games i know he was injured but he wasn't injured for you know the rest of those 70 plus games so um i, I think it's the landing spot they have the young talent that they could ship over they can you know the reports are magic trying to get another first round pick that he could put into the deal to sweeten the deal uh but but i think that's going to be the, the place that he lands ira you know this is something i didn't really think about but it's been gaining a lot of momentum is the Clippers as a landing spot for Kawhi. What do you think about that? Uh, no. Yeah. I, I think I think the Clippers are done. I think they're not a they're not if people say I want to go to LA, they mean the Lakers, don't mean <laughs> <the Clippers. laughs> What about Ira uh, the Rockets? I mean, this is a team you had Kawhi Leonard. Now we're talking about a team in the West. Do they have the pieces? Could you see Kawhi getting traded there? I don't see the Houston having the tra- having the pieces to, to make that trade. I think the only I think I, I think they just don't have the pieces to do it. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I don't think they have the pieces. One that's the Spurs would want, but two they don't have the money. You know, Harden's maxed out. Capella's going to get close to that. Chris Paul just signed for you know. Will near you drop max Capella money. right if you get Kawhi? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they, they they said outside of Chris Paul, Capella was their number their their number two priority in, in, in free agency. Yeah. They would have to shed Ryan Anderson. Uh, Eric Gordon would have to leave. I mean, so even if they were be able to do it, the depth there would be all non-existent. And if Chris Paul went down or one of these Kawhi went down, I mean, you're, you're really talking scarce with Ariza leaving. You know, so uh, I just don't see the pieces being there, one or the funds. Ira, one thing I hate more than anything in sports is Philly. All things yeah. Philly. Um, however, to me, it's really, really intriguing. Can you see the 76ers making something happen for Kawhi? I think they want to. I think they. I think, yeah, I think, both, so I think the Sixers. I think the Sixers want to have that. Uh, Brett Brown made a comment that uh, we need uh, we need another superstar. And MB goes, "No, we don't. We're fine. We're we're okay with us yeah, yeah. and Simmons." But until Fultz, I think that Fultz not developing, not playing in the summer league basketball. They had a number one pick again. The number one to number two picks in last year's draft really did nothing last year. Um, so I know Ball had an okay here but i yeah. i think that it, it's i i fold their number one pick didn't develop i think they def they desperately need a superstar uh to compete with boston it, it, along the faults thing 
you guys know NBA better than me. Ira, are we giving up on him? I mean, he was hurt for what, like two months? I don't give up on it. I know he's no. too young and he's healthy. It was just a shooting thing. He but looks like it, a little kid but compared it, to these other players. Yeah, I mean, I think Folds is someone that, again, Leonard averaged five points a game his first year. Kobe averaged, I mean, he's. I'm, I'm yeah. putting them at that level that three, four years from now. But I think the Sixers want to win now, and I don't think Folds provides that. People thought Folds would step in and be their point guard now. He's not ready to be. Jason Tatum stepped in and was it. Donovan Mitchell yeah. stepped in and was. You're absolutely right. Sean Philly, can you see it happening? I mean, it, it, Fultz would have to go. They'd have to give up a first. Guy Fultz like, is definitely in that deal. Guy, guy like a, a Covington, um, because you want to keep the core players intact. You, you definitely want to keep Redick um, because he's the, the the veteran leader on the team, and he did a lot uh, behind the scenes for those young guys. So he's the guy you want to. So so Fultz, Covington, a first round pick, and maybe what's his name, uh, 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 Sario Dar, Dar- Dario Sark. Dario Sark. Yeah. So he would be in that too. So I mean, if I'm looking at the Spurs, I mean that's not a bad bundle of players getting back. So um, you know, can it can it can it happen? Do they have the money? Yeah. Uh, is it a good fit? Yeah. Ira, everybody north of Poughkeepsie. <laughs> is hoping that somehow the best team in the East, in my eyes, the Boston Celtics, can land the best defensive player in the league in Kawhi Leonard. You think this could happen? I think it's the only place that would make the trade. They have so many assets. So Next many. year, they have they potentially have Memphis and Sacramento's uh, first-round draft picks if they're not number one. I mean, they could have their draft. They have three potentially four first round draft picks probably three plus all these young players they have yeah. they have they could throw one of their draft picks eventually to the Spurs mm-hmm. and say look because they could convince it if there's any team that thinks they can convince a player to come is Boston they have the same attitude that the Lakers have it's like yeah. we're the Boston Celtics they've won 16 titles we've won 18 I mean we've won more titles we're Boston so they might have that arrogance that says bring Leonard in we're going to show him Brad Stevens is going to be the recruiter they I think they're the only team besides the Lakers that Leonard would go would the, make a trade. The one thing for me is that Danny Ainge is so good at his job, and yeah. this is potentially a one year rental. We talked about Kawhi kind of handcuffing people. Like hey, I'm going, to, I'm going to LA, so you guys can do what you want. Um, Sean, do you think this happens in Boston? I'd love to see it. I, I think that in terms of pieces, they could give up the most, right? So you give up Rogier, you give up. I would give up Brown over Tatum. I think Tatum's just you too keep Tatum. good. Um, but if you look at it, it's like okay, I have Kyrie coming back, I have Hayward coming back. I can give up my backup point guard, my starting two guard, who's still only 22 with three years in the league, and it looks like a budding superstar. You, you know, you, you bring in Kawhi, yeah, and you throw in maybe two first round picks because the Celtics always seem to have the most picks ever. And in terms of personal fit, right? I, I talked to earlier about this. I heard Tim Duncan, you know, who's probably the quietest superstar ever, talk ever. five times. In any sport. Kawhi's talked, I think, twice. I, I don't even know what his voice actually sounds like. So to <laughs> see him going to a team like you know the Lakers and that being a destination, I think it's just – I want to say it would almost be too much for his type of personality. I can see that. Where Philly – Kind of, you know, you know, the underdog, you know, no one ever, everybody knows Kawhi is this special talent, but he just goes about his business differently. Philly, Boston, those types of pace, places where you go and you bring your lunch pail. You know, not glitz and glamour. They kick guys like that out of town, you know, so for, for in terms of team fits and also going from a coach that almost runs it like a dictator and pop, that's kind of what we're seeing in Stevens too, where he controls so much of what that team does. He has total control over it. And I know you might have seen some. Of you know Kawhi and they, that that's where they think the separation was. I don't think it was. I think he was hurt. I think that the players coming out and talking about it and questioning it and him not going with the team. I think it was more the organization than it was Pop. So I think the fit in terms of overall fit. I think Boston's the best place for Kawhi. I, I think Boston's a great landing place for anybody who's good because.
because of Brad Stevens and the way that he'll assemble a roster. Last, uh, last one before we move on from this, Ira, and I'm only doing this because this is the True Oldies channel in South Florida and because you're a big Heat fan. People seem to think that there's some kind of shot Kawhi Leonard makes it here. You probably don't agree with no, that. No, it's impossible. It's I don't, impossible. I don't, because the Heat have contracts and the players haven't performed to them. And if you don't, if your players, I mean, Boston has players that are performing above what their contract pays for them. So the Heat have to get their players to perform at a higher level. There's almost nobody besides Drogic on the Heat that probably is, is playing up to his contract. And uh, that's, they got to play better. And, and until they start playing better, now maybe at the trade deadline, they might be able to do something with another team. But but the Heat's best thing is getting, look, they have a lot of good players, figure out the mix, put them in some way, play hard. They play very hard. They're in great physical condition. They have the best trainers, everything in the world. They have to just win. They have everything going for them. Like you said, best trainers, great. I think Eric Spolster is a great coach. Yeah, great uh, coach. So there's a lot there, but with the way this league is, it's going to be really tough, especially from how just um, – you know, burdened they are by the bad contracts that Pat's given out. I can see Pat walking away after next year. Like, oh, I'm done with this. Throw my hands up in the air. Was he 75? Like, eh, I kind of signed all these guys. Hassan Whiteside's a jerk, and I'm just going to walk away. 758, Iron Sports, True Oldies Channel, Mike and Sean as well. Iron, I'm very proud that over the last four years, me and Sean have been able to build you up into a huge soccer <laughs> fan. Ira's all into the World Cup. He's blowing our phones up, watching this action Are you today. this? <laughs> Ira, first of all, this is a hell of a weekend of soccer, and you're getting excited from these games so far in the knockout stages. Well, I just, the two things is I, I wish they would have the clock. I can't figure out the clock. Why cannot, <laughs> could you imagine the NBA, like J.R. Smith should play a soccer because then he doesn't have to know what this, what this, what the, he doesn't the know how much, he doesn't know how much time is left in the game. Those things are important because I don't know what time in the game, just the refs just raise their hand and the game is over. Um, also, the World Cup is so big. I don't know why they don't play it every two years. I think it's so popular. Like, and there's people that I know that aren't sports fans at all. I mean, my phone's blowing up with people who are talking about LeBron who don't talk about sports at all. And then, of course, the World Cup. Um, but boy, that Belgium uh, game today, Belgium and Japan, where Japan wow. had a two goal lead which in soccer is like you know three touchdowns or four touchdowns and for Belgium to come down and then score I, I love these last minute goals like there's no time left in the game they go down and score pass it was very exciting it, that finish might have been the best one yet but I've seen a lot of good ones throughout this weekend two shootout games sure. uh, yesterday which is oh you know we hadn't seen one uh, all throughout the knockout stages we got to see two of those um Sean what's your biggest shocker so far throughout the World Cup because I've got a dozen <sighs> I mean, same day, Messi and, and Ronaldo going out. Um, Spain losing to, to Russia. I mean, Spain was going in as, as if not the favorite, uh, number two to Germany um, to, to kind of take that over. Um, Japan, surprising, playing as well as they have. And even the team that beat them, Belgium. I mean, Belgium just has looked like a, an absolute force uh, until, you know, uh, uh, today and going down 0-2. But... I want to say even yesterday, I, I think the best moment for me, because I love penalty kicks, Russia huge saves, but that Croatia-Denmark, for, for, for Croatia to get the PK and Schmeichel, the goalie for Denmark, to make that save, to send it to PKs, I mean, it was unbelievable. Croatia's goalie had three saves. Schmeichel had two in the PKs. I mean, you rarely we, see had, saves. we had six saves. In a matter it's of typically a the, 15 minutes of soccer, typically they insane. hit the wicket. Yeah, typically they miss the net or hit the wicket. To see oh my God. six saves in one shootout, absolutely yeah. amazing. 
Well, I think what Sean said, when Messi and Ronaldo, I mean, these two guys, as someone who doesn't follow soccer like a lot, but I mean, the names are... When they you know who they are. You know, they keep interviewing people on the street and they all say, Ronaldo is like, you know, Trump's LeBron James five to one. <laughs> yeah. So I watch Ronaldo and he, they, they, they give it to him four straight times and he turns the ball over four times when he has to win. I mean, it was certainly a, a horrendous performance not to win win that game. And also for Messi, who probably had an up and down tournament and then to lose, uh, you're looking for the superstars to make it. But soccer, I, I guess, you know, it's amazing. The names are... Everyone knows who they are, anything. but yeah. it doesn't. These teams are—it's so many. The field's so big, and mm-hmm. the and the players, everyone else can—it's the team. It one hundred percent is a team, and I've said that on this show before. Being a great player is fantastic. I'll always take teams. Yeah, I mean uh, uh, Thomas Cruz, best player on Germany in, in the last Stanley, uh, last Stanley Cup, last World Cup. It wasn't because of him that they won. They played great defense. They passed well. They do the things that, and and uh, you know, not to knock any countries or regions. Spanish-based teams are very flashy. They want the ball on their foot. Mm-hmm. The, if I'm around the box and the ball's on my foot, I'm shooting. Whereas maybe a, a German team or, or a Croatian team, they're looking for an open guy. Yeah. And just the difference in the, the styles that are played, and that's why I'll never take a superstar in the World Cup. I'll take a team that's good. You'll hear my two teams to win it in just a second. I picked these before they won yesterday. Um, Sean, what about you? Most exciting finish so far? Well, the finish, like I said, I mean, the Russia save where he dove one way and saved it with his toe. And I I think... you can look at Croatia and and the Denmark game. It was more exciting over the weekend, but to Russia to be the home team, yeah, upset Spain when Spain was going in. Like I said, I think to start this, they were the they were the favorites to win it all. Um, and for for that goalie to make two saves in the PKs and and the in the fashion that he saved the last one to win it was absolutely insane. No one saw it coming. Great for the home team, you know. Uh, and and it's almost a battle of two home teams going into the second stage, Russia versus Croatia. You know, if Russia was out, Croatia essentially is the the next home team because uh, uh you know where they are in the region. So, you know, I I I, I would say those two games um were just absolutely phenomenal. Eight oh two. It's Ira on Sports True Oldies Channel. Mike and Sean here as well. We're going over big surprise here on a Monday night. Um. <laughs> Okay, so the knockout stages are far from over. I made my picks to win it all before the knockout stage. I made my picks to win it before the knock uh, before the group stage, before the knockout stage. My picks don't waver. Sean, who are you taking to win it all right now? I've had two teams. You know, it's it's easy to in the in the beginning everybody's saying Spain, uh, they throw Portugal. It, it just out. looks that way, right? Yeah, they they say Germany, Brazil. I mean, those are the favorites kind of every year. So when when I go into it, I never like to pick one of those two teams. I look at what you said: two teams that are solid, that have young superstars that can run, keep possession. And the two teams that I've kind of looked at, uh, and it looks like they're on a you know one one of your teams is going to play my team, but France. And Belgium, France has. How can your, you not like France? France has. Oh my God! And and, and look at how what and Argentina Belgium's did to team. come back two and one. And you have, you have Mbappe, who's nineteen years old. <laughs> who the kid is just amazing. I knew he was a young guy. I had no idea he was nineteen years old. Yeah. To score two goals while probably looking up to one of his heroes. You know, watching Messi his entire career. Um. You know, looking at that guy and, and going against him and saying, Hey, you know what? This is my time. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over this game and dominate, and and that's what France did. So for France to go against Uruguay, that's gonna be a fantastic game. And then Belgium, I just love what Eden Hazard is doing. Lukaku is amazing. Uh, he's looking, he's on pace to win uh, the Golden Boot for 
most goals. Um, I know he's up there with Kane from England. Uh, but Belgium versus Brazil, that's going to be a great game of skill uh, in terms of the Brazilian side. A lot of speed where Belgium kind of imposes their will on you. Um, you know, play with Good great breakout effect. Great breakout effect. I mean, with, with Hazen and, and Lukaku, I mean, those two guys have been playing absolutely phenomenal together. So those were my two picks. Uh, and if they do win in this next stage, they're going to go against each other uh, to see who actually goes to the World Cup final. Ira, they don't call it a uniform in soccer. They call it a kit. Whose kit are you picking up here to root for for the rest of the way? What do you like? I'm not. It's not that I'm rooting for them because. But I'm going to say is that if you're going to go against Russia in Russia with Vladimir Putin, you know how that works. There right there, <laughs> snipers. I, I'm, I'm like the gladiator when they had Russell Crowe, and suddenly you know there was supposed to be a fair gladiator fight, and the lions came out of yeah. nowhere. Decimus like, Maximus stabs I'm him in the back. Amazing, yeah. That 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 somehow like Russia gets five more players, or maybe they're you know some yeah. whoever they're playing like their goal gets you know something like yeah. I just would not pick against Russia in Russia. You want to know what's funny is. I was basing one of my picks. I, I love Croatia. I love the team. I love Luka Modric. And you do need a good player. You don't yeah. need a superstar. You need a good player. Luka Modric is that. I was assuming Russia was going to lose. And then they're I the know. closest thing to the Russian team. They're, they're Eastern Bloc. So I'm, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to cruise on calls through the rest of this. Uruguay, another team I'm never going to put down. Diego Forlan is absolutely amazing. They made the semifinals uh, of the last World Cup. So Uruguay and Croatia are two teams I've been picking the entire way because I just love a good team. I don't know if we have time for Messi. Let's get into – because I do want to talk – I still love him. I know not everybody in this room does. Tiger Woods, we've been saying that he's back, Ira. Finished fourth this weekend. He missed, <coughs> what, six or seven putts within 10 feet? Not that he was going to beat Molinari. That guy played great. But he looks back. What's your takeaways from this weekend's uh, golf action? Well, it was a weird tournament. It's his, it's his own tournament, and nobody showed up. The field was <laughs> terrible. It was the worst field. He had Fowler himself and, and really no names the rest of the way. But he played great 65 68 66 the last three rounds i mean he really i thought was was besides missing some short putts was in there and he was easily could have finished in second place to molinari was playing out of this world and won with 21 under but tiger finishing fourth place uh just you know it was i thought he i think he looks great and this was first of all it was 100 degrees out there and if you have tiger with all his injuries it's everything he's climbing up these hills walking he's hitting good shot after good shot i i think he's ready i think i think he's playing great i I'm, I'm going to put him – I mean, I'm not predicting he's winning the British Open in two weeks. But he's going to be in the mix. I believe yeah. he has to finish – he has to make the cut and finish top 20 to qualify for WGC events. Right. It's something along those lines. Tiger Woods, a clutch player, I think he's going to do it. I think the biggest takeaway you take out of this is for the first time he's gone away from his uh, his blade putter and switched to a mallet putter. You know, you look at the first day, what did he shoot, Ira, the first day? A 71, 71 or 72. Yeah, even and more, then, yeah. And then, okay, first time in, in tournament play that he is using a mallet putter, then he comes out, he shoots a 65, 68, 66. So, you know, for, for Tiger to kind of switch that, change his club, first time he's using it, go out, shoot a 72 and then finish the weekend the way that he did, I think that where where we've been looking at it, the putter's been missing, the putter's been missing. It looks like by him switching uh, equipment, it, it seemed to really uh, turn around. I like because he was aggressively going for birdies. And you yeah. know, Tiger was known for being very conservative on these difficult golf courses and somehow letting the other golfers falter. And I think in this, when he saw how everybody was playing and shooting, he said, look, I, I can't I just can do, play yeah. it. I can't play a conservative game. I'm going to have to be aggressive. And he went aggressive and he made those birdies. And I know the course was easier. Molinari won with a 21 under par. <laughs> but I, the fact that Tiger 
Tiger was still in fourth place and one stroke off the second place or two strokes off second place, uh, I think it's a great sign. And even though he's Tiger Woods, to go out and do that and say, hey, I got to play a little bit more aggressive than conservative the the way I usually do it, the confidence that now puts in him, where he might still be questioning himself a little bit here and there because he's not fully back or he's, he's, he's just trying to get in the groove, for him to come out and do that, I mean, he looked great those last three days. Ira, let's turn it to center court. Your buddy Roger Federer looking pretty good already, and Serena Williams took down a win as well. Yeah, Federer won. I think the big news is that Federer signed a contract. I was going to say, yeah, that's him winning. <laughs> ten, ten years. Well, he's 36 God. years old, but 10 years, so he's not going to be playing with 46, which means that he doesn't have to keep playing to make it. I mean, this contract's amazing. Yeah. 10 years, $300 million from Uniqlo. Yeah. 10 years, $300 million. What is Uniqlo? But it's a, uh, it's it's a, a Japanese. Company. It's a Japanese company kind of along the lines of like an H&M. And they're, they want it. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 he's the face. Just saying. Yeah, oh, the face. I mean, Nike actually came out. And they said that they he went to Nike and said, "Hey, will you match it?" And they're like, "What are you insane?" I mean, what are you <laughs> but he's been about? Nike since uh, since forever. He has his own logo, yeah. own logo, which he says he's going to be able to get him. He's the classiest guy in the world. Oh, and yeah. Certainly, Uniqlo is looking to have him face now. Uniqlo put their money behind Djokovic, and they really couldn't maximize and do that. And no. but still, Federer played with Nike shoes. But it looks like I mean, look, it'd be great. Federer or Nadal and Djokovic in the finals of Wimbledon. Uh, the the Americans won. Isner had a good win today, yep. so the Americans are winning in that. And and Serena and Venus both won today. So the weird thing is that Sloane Stevens, who won the U.S. Open last year and was in the finals of the French, lost 6-3, 6-1 in, the, in her first match. And she's just, she's a very difficult player to read because yeah. she can play some of these tournaments, lights out tennis, and then she loses 6-3, 6-1 to the 60th ranked person in the world. Ira, do you think that's a thing about female golfer? I mean, I feel like, you know, the Serenas of the world have dominated for so long, and it's been like a muddied pack underneath that. You think that has something to do with it, or you think it's just literally in Sloane Stevens' head? Um, I think that I think there's other I think that when S- Serena retires for good it'll be and she's seated 25th in this but she's still one of the favorites of course but um, I the, there hasn't been another Serena and there hasn't been those young players no. the consistency and that's what they're afraid in golf is like it's you want you people say we want parity but you yeah. also want greatness, greatness. The sport wants people greatness. turn the TV on when LeBron gets people don't when LeBron signs and people who I know you actually know that this is sports. Like they don't follow sports at all, and they're texting me. Do you know LeBron sign and stuff like that? Like four hours later, you know, they're texting me. Like, oh no, thanks for telling me that LeBron signed. No but way. But that's what you want: greatness and Serena. It, it was interesting when when Tiger Woods started to his first professional golf tournament. Um, Derek Jeter was his first year. Derek Jeter's been retired for a long, long time. Yeah, a few years. Kobe Bryant also that was his first year. Yeah. And Serena. So Serena and Tiger are still playing. Ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. Amazing that Serena and yeah. Tiger are. Still there. We've got some breaking news here on Ira on sports. We're going to see Curry going to Portland. The Portland Blazers are talking about Seth Curry. Of, yeah, of I was say. We are about out of time here on behalf of Ira and Sean LaGrega. I'm Mike Balsama. Let's catch up next Monday night. Ira on sports.